Welcome to the Weekend Wrap-Up. This is Zoe, the resident Gen Z at KLRC. Maybe you're like me and you don't catch everything on the air, but that doesn't mean you have to miss out. I'm sharing highlights from Mark and Christie's morning show, middays with Andrea and Robert, and the drive home with Anson and Kara. Let's see what they've been up to this week. Let's start with my favorite positive difference story. Okay, so Mark, there's this guy. His name's Don. Okay. Okay, he lives in Michigan, and there's this neighboring um, guy okay, in a neighborhood over who makes custom handcrafted mailboxes to resemble your house. Oh. Okay. Okay. And That's so, cool. yeah, and so he had this custom-made mailbox, and it, they're super intricate, very elaborate. They look identical to the house where, like, down to the chimney, the garage door. It's all the detail. Yeah, it's okay. just a really cool. So he said, hey, man, will you build me one of these cool little mailbox houses? Yeah. And he thought it would be kind of a curiosity piece in his own little neighborhood. And so he gets one made. And so he comes out one day, a few weeks later, and to get his mail. And then he notices inside <laughs> these two little doll figures. Inside the... Really? Yeah. And, okay. and they're, they're made out of wood. And it says, we've decided to make this our home. And there's, this is amazing. there's, yeah. And there's like a little, um, like a love seat type thing in this there. And there's the just mailbox. sit inside the mailbox. Yes. Kind of like a little dollhouse, right? And he's like, what in the world? And so he asks his neighbors, asks around. Nobody fesses up to it. Nobody knows. They're like, we well, don't know what's going on. He's like, okay. So then he just chalks it up to kind of a, a weird thing. So... About a month later, he comes back, and now the dolls are still there, but now there's a little mini rug. <laughs> what? Yeah. And a little wooden mini dog. All inside? And a little mini painting. On the wall? That is on the wall. Oh. Inside with this little couple, okay? And he's like, what in the world? And now he's kind of cracking up, and yeah. he, he likes it. And so then... Another month passes, he comes back, and there's decorations added to the living room. Okay, it, furniture will be rearranged. There will be new furniture added, some furniture taken out. Somebody's got to be doing this, like, in the middle oh, of the night? I guess. Yeah, and then he comes out around Christmas time, and the dolls are sitting there with a little mini Christmas tree, and there's all these neatly wrapped packages, little no baby way. packages. It's amazing. <laughs> surrounding them. And he was just so intrigued by these figures living right. in his mailbox that he began writing about them online, okay. creating this backstory of these dolls, oh, yeah. you know, and people were loving it. Like they were asking, you know, do they have electricity? You know, where are they from? And so he's just feeding into this and, and doing a whole storyline. And to this day, this has been going on for months and months. Still has no idea. No clue. No one's fessing up. They have no idea who's, who's bringing these little dolls and making this little home happen. That's amazing. Yeah. And uh, and he said, you know what? I'm fine with it. The dolls have brought a lot of joy and positivity to people across the country. I'm talking thousands oh, yeah. of people. And he said there's so much negativity in the world. Um, and people just look for something that makes them laugh. And he and his wife love it because they never know what might be in the mailbox. And it's added joy to their lives and thousands of others. And it's just been such a fun thing, you know. 
I thought, wow, we, we could do stuff like that, there right? Is something Around to here. just being able to be sneaky and do something fun and kind. Yeah. It's just. Yeah, at this point, I was like, I don't think they want to know. I wouldn't. I'd just be like, let's let this go for as long as yeah. we possibly can. Yeah, absolutely. So I just thought, what an interesting, neat, unique story. That's amazing. That is our positive different story of the day today. This is such a cute story. I love that Christy shared it. It reminds me of the childhood story, The Borrowers, small human-like creatures that live in the walls of houses and borrow things. And I just find it so delightful when people use their creativity and imagination to uplift each other. Because I think that reveals how we're made in the likeness of God, who is the creator, the most creative. But obviously, we aren't perfect like God, and sometimes we fall short. Sometimes we fall into temptations. Hey, Mark, I got a, a deep question for you. Okay. Do you ever get like the outside sources to make you feel good? As I'm holding a bag of yeah. gummy, gummy bears? Yeah. Really? You going to do this now? Well, I'm just saying. Well. Okay, I struggle okay. with the same thing. So It is, right? It's so, t- and it's, you can, I can do it mindlessly. Yeah. Or I can definitely do it intentionally too. Or yeah. it's that, that like I'm run into something because I'm escaping or I want to feel better or whatever. Yeah. So yes, the answer to it is absolutely yes. Well, and and no judgment on my side, you know, watching you eat your gummy bears. <laughs> um, so because, true. you know, so Coach Meg, I've had to take a few weeks off because my elbow's kind of messed up. Yeah, you've been injured. From Yeah, I've been injured, but she's also been out of town. And anyway, we're going to get back on track after this week coming up. Um, but I have noticed how easy it is to slip back into old patterns. Hmm. Um, and so I'll find myself in the pantry just grabbing like two or three little Hershey kisses, uh-huh. you know, yeah. and getting me a tall glass of milk. Cause you've been doing really good about making yeah. really good food choices. And whereas whenever I was in my rhythm with coach Meg and doing this every week, three days a week and like stuff like that didn't even phase me. I would go in and out of the pantry to get stuff for Mac, you know? Yeah. And, and so, so I have noticed, oh yeah, like, why am I doing this? It's because I'm kind of emotional right now. Mm-hmm. I'm having a bad day or I've got some anxiety or some fears going on here. And I'm just saying it, it is so easy to slip back in to old patterns, yeah, bad habits, yeah. right? I get and, it. and the timing of this, so this woman in Memphis, I call her Mama Linda, Uh, I have not seen her in probably, I don't know, three years, but Mama Linda, she's in her mid seventies and she will just send me random devotionals. Okay. And so I'm kind of having one of those days, a little bit of emotional anxiety, all that going on. And then I get this random text from her and it it says how to fill our hunger. Mm -hmm. And it says, you don't have to teach babies to put things in their mouth. They are born with the natural instinct to feed themselves. So babies are always putting yeah. know, everything oh, yeah. in their mouth. So, but you do need to teach them what to feed themselves. Wow. We were all created with the natural spiritual hunger for God, but we must learn how to fill our hunger. There are things that we will try to put into our souls that will never satisfy us. Hmm. The only true remedy to the deepest longing in our being is God because we were created to hunger after him. And then there's a, a prayer that says, Lord, help me not to look to outside sources to fill the hunger that can only be satisfied by my relationship with you and help me to recognize my hunger so that instead of living as one who is empty, 
I can live as one who is full of your presence. Mm. I just thought, man. That's really good. Yeah. And, and that's that's it right there. And, and so now I'm, I'm starting to redirect, you know, those emotional moments again and, and get back. And that's the thing. We all, we will slip into old patterns, but we always get to start over and get back into it. Mm. So I just thought that was really good and I wanted to share. That's the good news. I appreciate Christy so much for being honest and vulnerable about her struggle, going to the cupboard just for a few pieces of chocolate and how it turns into a slippery slope. We all desire something to fill us up, but only God can fill us. The thing I've been struggling with is my phone. I will end up spending hours on my phone and it's gotten to a point where I've taken measures to try and get it under control. It's super problematic, but I think the biggest thing that'll help me is leaning on God, keeping him in my focus and knowing he sustains. Last is Mark and Christy having a discussion about vacations and disappointments. We're trying to lift Christy's spirits today. She's been looking forward to this girls getaway for a long time. Supposed to go breathe the Colorado mm-hmm. mountain air, yeah. do all the hiking. Mm-hmm. The weather's been amazing, like in the 70s. Yeah, for in Colorado. The week. Yeah. yeah. And you guys are getting on the plane today, and tomorrow it's what, like a high of 30. Yeah. And snow. <laughs> and then the next day the high is like 22, and, and the lows are in the teens, and then one day it's five degrees. Wow. It's going to be crazy. And there's so going to be a I lot of snow. It. So in my mind, I was just thinking, we planned this about four months ago. It's, it's yeah. been, you know, we've been waiting Big on this for trip. a long time. And then I'm like, here, we're finally here. And then we're going to go to the Airbnb and hang out inside. Because it's so cold and snowy yeah, the but, whole time. Hey, so anyway, I considered canceling it. So we've been talking about, did, did you ever have a, a special plan, mm-hmm. a trip, a getaway, anything like that? And it seemed like all the plans went awry. And yet it turned out to be for the better, for good. Like it somehow still worked out. Melissa is one of our listeners. She just texted. She said, my first family vacation with my kids was to Colorado Springs. Oh. Here, same area where you're going. Okay. We had so many plans. And when we got there, it was the year that all the wildfires did so much damage. Oh my goodness. Everything that we had planned, we had to cancel. <gasps> We had to stay on the mountainside in a little town that we had our cabin in. We explored locally and we just enjoyed being a family and playing. And still to this day, 13 years later, one of our top vacations that our kids still talk about. Wow. She said it reminded me that I wasn't in control and that God sometimes just needs us to slow down a little, (gasps) enjoy life. Oh my goodness. That's really good. Melissa. Bringing wow. some hope, Melissa. Today. You know what? She may she may be onto something. Maybe we're supposed to be trapped, yeah. in that cabin. And I get it, I get it because you think, oh man, I'm gonna be able to go out and hike and enjoy, and it's gonna be cold and snowy. And yeah. What do you do with all that? Well, I I got one of our listeners on the phone here, and let's see. Hi, this is Kayla, and we lived in Colorado for 13 years. Okay. So I wanted to call and give you a little encouragement. Yes, I need it. Okay, so to be fair, Colorado and Arkansas actually mirror each other. Like, if something happens in Colorado, eventually it's going to happen here. Yeah, because we are. We're Um, supposed to get cold Maybe with a lot more humidity. Okay. Yes. But there is very, very low humidity in Colorado. So even at 30-something degrees... You could honestly be fine outside in a hoodie. Really? As long as there's good sunlight. So Are you, you serious? Not hiking. Kidding. 
Okay. I'm not kidding. We use heavier jackets here in Arkansas than we did in Colorado in a full snowstorm day. No way. Wow. Yes. So it's a very different cold than it is here. Okay. So would you say it's it's colder yeah. here? Like the 30, it fe- 30 degrees colder at least? here is colder? 30, 30 degrees here, especially with the humidity. Like if you're in Colorado and it's 30 degrees and you get in the sun... It's going to feel a good 10 to 15 degrees warmer. Okay. Whereas if you go into the shade, it'll get cooler. Mm-hmm. Here, you're just cold whether you're in the sun or the shade. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, there yeah, is hope. But in Colorado, like, direct sunlight will keep you a lot warmer than you think. And then you might actually be able to be out in the snow with it falling all around you and be actually very comfortable and get to experience a super fun, light, fluffy, beautiful snow. Okay, you, you okay? You are super <laughs> encouraging to me this morning. Like I, I didn't even really my, think my about that. My boys are in the car. Yeah, my boys are in the car. We listen to you guys every day on our way to work and school. And you were talking about it, and they're like, "Mom, you have to call them and tell them that it's not that bad." <laughs> Well, I am so thankful that you did because that already makes me feel better just knowing, okay, I can get outside. Yeah. We can actually do this. Okay. Well, yes. thank you so and much. You, it'll be beautiful. I'm sure you'll have a wonderful time. And Garden of the Gods is absolutely fabulous. So, yes, absolutely go there. Okay. Well, we will do it. Well, thank you so much for your call. I appreciate you. You're welcome. Thank you guys for all you do. I hope Christy has an awesome time, and now I feel like I've learned something new about Colorado. Up next are the best breaks from Andrea. 90.9 KLRC. When the weather is cloudy like it is today, I feel like my brain just is a little bit more downcast. You know what I mean? Where it's just like, I'm tired. I just am thinking about things a little heavier. But I'm reminded of this quote by N.T. Wright. Read this the other day. So good. It says, God's plan is not to abandon this world, the world which he said was very good. Rather, he intends to remake it. And when he does, he will raise all his people to new bodily life to live in it. That's the promise of the Christian gospel. That's the root of it right there. I love that reminder that even when things seem really hard and heavy around here, God's not abandoning us. He's not abandoning the world. He thought we were really good whenever he first made us. Instead, he's remaking us. Oh, I love that idea. 90.9 KLRC. As I was driving to a doctor's appointment yesterday from Siloam over to the corridor, there was a whole bunch of people just cleaning up trash and mowing around the highway. And I just had really deep appreciation for those people. You know, when I'm driving on the highway, I don't think about those things ever. I just assume the highway will be straight and smooth and then grass will just be where it's supposed to be and nature will not overtake the road. (laughs) But there's people who pay attention to those things and we have such beautiful roads around this area because of those people paying attention. So just really grateful. If that's you, if you're out there cleaning up trash, mowing and getting things ready for winter, thank you. I appreciate you. When I was a kid, especially in high school, when I was not so great of a kid, I always got really freaked out by 1 Samuel chapter 16 when Samuel's looking for a king to anoint and God straight up says, man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart and is teaching Samuel that he's, he's looking for something deeper than just someone's stature or status. 
And that always freaks me out that God could see right past my works and see right at my heart. (laughs) That scared me. But as I've gotten older, that brings me so much comfort. God knows exactly what I'm feeling, when I'm feeling angry, sad, hurt, broken, or when I'm feeling joy and love and peace. And he's with me in there with it. I don't have to pretend to be anybody to him because he already knows. And yet he loves me. And that just gives me all the more reason to celebrate and praise him today. As a kid, I grew up hearing that God knows everything and there's nowhere that you can run from God. He knows what's in your heart. So knowing this did put a sense of fear into me. But when I was a teenager and struggling a lot, I didn't feel like I could go to him. I felt like since he knew what was in my heart and what I was dealing with, that he was disappointed in me. I felt rejected, maybe because I was ashamed. And then as a young adult, I was shown the love and grace of Jesus, fully accepted him as my true savior and started a relationship, which has made me realize he wasn't angry with me. He just wanted the best for me, like any loving parent. And now I'm so glad he sees my heart. And I believe he's making it better, more like Jesus, more selfless, honest, and kind. Each day I draw nearer to him. Now here's Anson and Kara from The Drive Home. I imagine sometimes police departments or municipalities find some interesting stuff that people just leave lying on the side of the road. Oh, I bet. But police in California were left scratching their heads, and I have never heard of something like this on the road. Oh, okay. They found an entire small house. What? Abandoned on a city street. (laughs) Oh, no. You might call it more of a shack. Oh, okay. It's about 100 square feet, though. Wow. So not tiny. Right. And uh, police said they were unable to find any surveillance video or anything showing how the shack ended up in the street. What? It was in a state of disrepair, like I said, about 100 square feet in size. So crazy. Sitting in the middle of the road. Just hanging out. Yeah. Ah. What could possibly explain this? (laughs) Uh, The police department said, kind of tongue-in-cheek, an anonymous caller, let's call her Dorothy, Uh reported that a house seemingly fell from the sky and landed in the middle of one of our streets. (laughs) And uh, with this year's first ever tornado warning in Los Angeles, Ah. uh, the police department was sure this probably was the that, case. That makes sense. You know, maybe kind of a Wizard of Oz thing yep. going on here now. Seems legit. They said, luckily, though, there were no witches harmed oh, when yeah. the house landed. <laughs> That's good. And they were able to click their <laughs> heels together and uh, ah. get the house out of the roadway. Well, good. So, all's well that ends well. <laughs> That's right. There's been a lot of talk about self-care over the last few years, and I think rightfully so. I think self-care is actually a really important thing and something that can help us love other people well mm. when we're taking good care of ourselves. Sure. But I also know it's probably been over-talked about, and sometimes it's weird how self-care itself can become a burden. Yeah. And I was reading something from Anthony Robinson. He was talking about that. He said, it's easy to turn all of this into another self-improvement project. Right. Like, you must now talk nicely to yourself. He's <laughs> like, Here, here's the deal. Self-care is, first of all, serious internal work. And second of all, grounded in a larger trust in the grace of God. And he said, without such a foundation of grace, even the incremental change that we might observe and applaud in ourselves can become the beginnings of a ruthless perfectionism. He said, indeed, the voice of never enough is rarely appeased. You don't need to get yourself that Starbucks milkshake or buy the latest self-care product. Just as my friends at Calvary St. George's Church in NYC like to say, 
enjoy your forgiveness. Moms aren't supposed to get angry. At least that's what one writer and mom, her name is Minna, thought. So when she experienced extreme bouts of anger as a mom, Mm -hmm. she channeled her feelings into an essay that went viral and eventually turned into a book that Mm. she's now written. Yeah. And she said at the time she had no idea she was tapping into such a cultural phenomenon. Interesting. She calls it mom rage. Huh. And I asked my wife about this idea of mom rage. Yeah. And she said, oh, yeah. I relate with that a lot. Interesting. And she said, yeah. I often think about my anger as a personal problem. Yeah. Something that's wrong with me that I need to fix. Mm. But a lot of moms deal with anger. Hmm. So mom rage is basically like this, Minna says. Okay. Hungry four-year-old accidentally drops an open bag of goldfish on the floor in yeah. the grocery store, uh, makes a giant mess. The yeah. child then throws a tantrum when told to clean up. Mom yells at the four-year-old, drags them out of the store in a huff. Yeah. And everyone else is looking on going, wow, that mom had a you know an overreaction mm. to a simple mistake. But what you didn't see is that child has been waking mom up every night at 3 a.m. for comfort, mm. right? Yeah. Maybe uh, this mom's husband leaves for work at 7 a.m., returns in the afternoon, leaving her to care for the child all day long. Yeah. Maybe mom already fought a giant battle earlier to get the six-year-old to school with a coat on and their hair brushed. Yeah. And <laughs> the babysitter is sick, so mom had to call out of work. Oh. Or maybe mom happens to be three months pregnant with her next baby. Right. Right. There's a lot There's going a lot. on mm. leading up to that no moment. No kidding. Yeah. So Minna defines mom rage as this uncontrolled anger that's common for mothers to feel that stems from the impossible expectations of modern motherhood. Wow. Combined with a lack of support from society and family systems. And she says the most important thing to realize the first step to helping with this is to know you're not alone. Yeah. Moms all over the place feeling Mm. like this. There was actually a survey attached to this article I was reading about this idea. Yeah. And in it, 88% of moms (laughs) said they had experienced this idea of mom rage. That's huge. So if you're struggling with anger, struggling to figure that out with your kids, it's okay. Have some grace for yourself. Mm -hmm. You're not alone. I am not a mother yet. I just have two cats that I call my babies, but I have done a lot of babysitting and nannying over the years, and I have a ton of compassion for moms. Anytime a mom would say, I'm so sorry about the mess, I would remind her she doesn't need to apologize or feel bad. Kids are messy. It's okay. I know what to expect. A mom never has to be perfect around me, and I try to make sure she knows it. I try to make her life easier, maybe do some dishes, hold the crying baby, whatever it is that she needs. And I think we should all try to do better to support moms and dads in our community. It takes a lot of hands to raise a child, and mom and dad need breaks too. I think mom rage comes from not feeling support, from feeling burnt out. But if we helped each other better, maybe we could help with that. Thank you so much for listening to this week's wrap up. Join me next week as we catch up on things you might have missed during the week. Until then, have a great weekend.